Welcome to Dishing with Dads, a podcast by dads, about dads, really for everybody. Today, I'd like to welcome our guest, Steve Maney, who is known to his audience as Maney, the host of the Maney, Roy, and Loren Morning Show on KISS 95.1. And give him a little plug here. You can listen to them on radio.com in case you're not in the Charlotte market. Steve, welcome to Dishing with Dads. I know you're a big star in the market. We're here, though, to talk about you being a dad, fatherhood, and all the great things that come along with it. What's up, Platt? You're going to love what I bring to the table today. Because everything you just said, I can tie up in one nice bow. Oh, yeah? Well, you can't be that short and sweet. We need details. We need stories. So I'm going to fire away with some questions here. Okay. So you have you have two adorable little ones. Tell us about them. I have a uh, soon-to-be eight-year-old son named Dean. He'll be eight on April twenty-fourth. So on was that a uh, question mark? W- no, no. Okay. On April twenty-fourth, dot dot dot. Platt. Um, he, uh, my wife was a uh, was pregnant and was going to have a C-section, and so my birthday is April twenty-fifth. And the reason why I said April 24th that way, because my wife thought it would be cool if we both shared the same birthday, my son Dean and, uh, and myself on April 25th, because with the C-section, you could pick the date, you know? So when we were discussing it, I said, no, give him April, tw- April 24th. And she goes, why? So you can have your own day? <laughs> and I go, no, it's so he's going to want his own day when he's like, you know, four, five, six, seven. He's not going to want to have a split cake with dad. He's going to want to have his own day where he celebrates his own birthday. And my wife to this day, I'm pretty sure thinks that my ego is so big that I wanted to have my own day, but I swear it was because I knew that he would want to have his own day. So he's one day before me. And then I so have you, two and, go you ahead. were being a selfless father before you were even yeah. a father. Yeah. Being selfless. Like exactly. It. Look at that. I was being a father when the baby was in the womb. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then uh, I have a two, two and a half year old now. Her name is Ruby, and she's in potty training mode, and she's doing really well. Except she dropped dropped a rock down her leg the other day onto the carpet. But other than that, she's been doing really well. Is she okay? Training. Okay, so she's yeah. good. Yeah, the she's rock all set was up a, now. Was a, it was a, a hard poop rock that rolled down her pant leg, and, and I was dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so how how old were you when your kids were born? And I'm asking because it, it's. I know for me, I was an older father, and I feel like that helped prepare me to be a dad. Do you feel that you were a little bit more ready because you were a little bit older in life when you had kids as opposed to being 25 years old? What's your perspective on that front? Yeah, dude, I was 38 when I had Dean. And then when Ruby was born, I'm doing the math on my calculator, I was 43. So... um the downside, and it's no joke, because uh, it's true. Like the older you are, the less nimble you are. Like I'm 43, and uh, I'm really, uh, you know, fart jokes make me laugh. I'm, I, I'm ridiculous, but I like I can't stay on the floor that long to play cars and stuff with Dean. Like my knees start hurting, and uh, and Ruby wants to climb on me. We were gonna, we were doing horse races the other day, where mom and dad were the horses. This is what you do during uh, quarantine, by the way. You do horse races. And so Dean's like, I want to get on dad's back. And I was like, get the hell out of here. Well, I'll take Ruby. I'm 45 going on 46. I can't have an eight-year-old on my back. So that's the downside. The, the, the upside, though, is definitely, I feel like, just as somebody who's was 38 when they had their first child, I got all my partying out of the way. 
You know what I mean? Like I wasn't waking up with hangovers to take care of the baby because once you have the baby, it's all off. They could care less what you did the night before. We all know that. You know what I mean? Like you're on. So, um, yeah, I think being older has definitely helped me. Although physically, I'm going to be 63 when my daughter's like 10. That's going to be rough. <laughs> well, I can, I can speak to that because I'm, I'm in a similar boat as, as you in that front. So I understand that. You got to start doing some yoga and stretching your body out and taking better care of yourself, Steve. We do that in the studio sometimes now. We just started doing that. Like around set, we do our 745 stretch. And it's nice. Yeah, for sure. So you're this big morning show host down in Charlotte. Do your kids, I know your daughter's a little bit younger, but like does Dean know that you're a celebrity and how does he respond to that? Yeah, it's funny because um, he said to me years ago, um, Dad, you're a celebrity. And Amanda, my wife, and I were just kind of like, what? Where'd you hear that? He said the kids at school. And I guess the teacher told him, you know. Um, so what? this is why uh, I mentioned I was going to tie it all up in a nice bow. And it's funny that we're, we're doing this podcast recording it today because I got to read to Dean's class today where uh, he's in the second grade and you can do mystery readers. And so I was a mystery reader and I read a book called Rock, Paper, Scissor. It's the story of Rock, Paper, Scissor, but it's told from like a kid's standpoint where like the rock is like, you know, he can't find any worthy opponents. And then they talk about the scissor can't find any worthy opponents and neither can the paper. And they all leave their little empires and they go and they find they run into each other and they're bored because they keep beating everybody until they meet each other and then they have then they rotate you know there's one winner every time so i read that book and i got this awesome email you ready for this yes this is from dean's teacher Maney. that's what my name is my first name is steve but down here on the radio i go by Maney. uh Maney, thank you so much for doing that you definitely received the loudest thank you and applause the kids loved it thank you how do i respond Oh, you know I love to hear that. <laughs> you know I love hearing that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I didn't say anything about the radio show, and I don't talk about it typically, but, like, the principal loves the show, which can also backfire on you when I'm talking about, like, you know, I talk about, I don't know, like, we talk about our sex lives. We talk about, you know, very private, intimate things. I've cried on the air before. I've done all that stuff, and then... You know, if one morning I'm talking about how, uh, you know, my stomach is hurting and I need to do this real quick break on the radio so I can run to the bathroom, uh, I go pick up my son and my principal's like, funny stuff this morning about your stomach. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you heard that. Right. You know, um, but, uh, you know, it's it, it is what it is. It is what it is. It has its advantages. Like uh, the school was trying to get a, like the big local meteorologist to come on to come talk to them on zoom and, and he wasn't responding. So the teacher was like, mate, you know, Hey, do you know any of these guys being in media? And you know, me Platt, I was like, who do you want? I, I, I would you name the meteorologist and I'll get them to come on. And so she named the big one and I got him to come on yesterday and the principal sent a nice note, but anybody would do that for their kids. You would, if you knew somebody, you know what I mean? Like we all would do whatever we could for our kids, take out the whole quote unquote celebrity thing. It just feels good to do something nice, you know? Well, that, that's the cool part about what you do for work and your living. But my question to you, I guess, too, is how do you maximize your time with your kids? Because obviously you're a great dad, but you're probably out of the house at 3.45, 4 a.m. You don't see them for breakfast. You're home middle of the day. They're starting school. 
how does that all come together in terms of the time you spend with your kids and and your wife for that matter she's it's a really good question she is uh she's a saint dude you're right absolutely right and we talked about this on the air a couple weeks ago like none of us myself roy or loren my other co-hosts none of us know what it's like at our house on a tuesday morning at 7 a.m we're like we don't know we're in here looking at each other and we have been we've been that way for the last six years for me eight in charlotte and um i i kind of have an idea in fact amanda my wife it's so funny you're hitting on all these things that that really <laughs> that have things that happened recently amanda called me today she never calls on the radio she'll always text Call me when you get to commercial. Call me when you can. You know, urgent. Today she just called. So I picked it up during one of our live breaks. I go, babe, everything okay? And Roy goes, turn the mic down. I'll take it from here, you know? And she goes, where's his backpack? Where's Dean's backpack? Is it in your car? If it's in your car, we're screwed. Because I, I work 20 minutes away from home towards uptown Charlotte, and we live in the suburbs called Waxhaw. And um, I was like, no, it's on, the, it's on the table. I saw it when I left this morning. It's, on, it's underneath a chair under the table. You know, so it's very, like she's got to get Dean ready for school. She's got to get Ruby ready and then get this dude like doing morning radio. When my wife travels, listen to this schedule. We have a nanny that we were so fortunate to meet years ago when I moved here and Dean was born. And um, my wife travels like five times a year during the week. Well, when she does that, I have to bring the kids to the nanny at like 7 p.m. So they do a sleepover at her house. So that I leave my house at 4.30, 4.45, and then she'll take Dean to school, feed Ruby, hang out with my daughter Ruby all day. Then I'll pick Dean up from school. Then I'll go pick Ruby up at 3.30. Then I get them like I'm the babysitter for four hours. We go home. We'll play around. I'll feed them dinner. And then we pack up and go back to the nanny's house again. And I drop them off for another overnight sleepover. And that's like the weird schedule thing. And I'm so like, I don't even know, Platt, what I would do if we didn't have her. Yeah, you're super, you're super lucky and you should buy your wife something nice for her next birthday present or Valentine's Day is coming up. So I'm sure she'd appreciate a nice little gift from you. I do. You're right. And I do miss it. I do miss being um, part of the morning routine because when I'm on vacation, so is Dean usually. You know what I mean? Like I was off for two weeks for, over the holiday, but so is he. And then if I take off over the summer, like when we take off to go on vacation, he's off. So I never, unless I'm sick or unless there's some weird reason he i'm never i'm never home when he has school yeah it's it's got to be a challenging schedule so there's pros and cons with what you do for a but living I get them in, you're right and i get them in the afternoon a lot which is nice um as you said babysit which my wife tells me i'm not allowed to say that if you're no, the parent no you're right you don't but i feel like i am the babysitter because when amanda's out of town the, the nanny's got them from 7 p.m till 7 a.m. the next morning that's 12 hours then keeps my my daughter at the house until 3 p.m. that day so she right. has Ruby for uh, 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 she's got Ruby for like 20 straight hours <laughs> you know so so you're you're the comedian in the house and your, your wife obviously spends a lot of time with the kids who's the bad cop of the two of you or do you guys go at that jointly and parent similarly or are you the good cop um, I, I admit as fun as I am, I do have my tipping points where if I ask Dean to pick up his shoes at the back door or I have to pick up his hockey stick that's laying out on the driveway or my wife tries to come home and park in the garage and you know, all the kids bikes are laying down there. And I'm like, dude, how many times have I told you? So I always start that way, like on a, on a good level, like, dude, 
how many times have we had this conversation? Then it goes, dude, how many times have we said this? Then all of a sudden it goes, Dean, clean up your bike. Get everything. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I just, I can't handle it. So although my wife, I think, is on it more on a daily basis, like she's on it, whereas I'm like, eh, they'll figure it out. I definitely think that I lose my temper quicker. And I'm not proud of that, but it is what it is. Oh, I like the honesty. And then in terms of, you know, one of the things that's I'm going to become- be your best guest, bro. You're going to have a tough time finding another guest as good as me, to be as honest as me. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate we, that. You know what the next guy is going to say? Yeah, we combine. We do it together. You get Greenstein on the show. He's going to say they do it together. He's lying. <laughs> so what during this whole COVID situation, these kids are and have been home. It's been tough to parent. They're on their screens 24-7 with Zooms and Google Hangouts, what is your policy at home regarding phones, iPads, TV time, or are you guys just like free and don't care that much on that front? No, we call it screen time. And uh, Dean lost screen time on the, he used to have his own iPad and he lost his iPad because of, um, I can't tell you what it is, but I know that my wife and I both agreed, like no, no iPad and he goes, okay. And he really hasn't missed it. Now, what happens is around dinner time, when my wife gets home like around 5.30, we start making dinner, and uh, we'll need some wine time, my wife and I, and I'll sit in the kitchen with her while she cooks, and I'll help her out or whatever. And that's when the kids watch three movies, because my daughter, who's two and a half, only wants Moana, (coughs) Frozen, or Frozen 2. That's it. She says she wants other movies, and then she starts them, and she never finishes them. No, don't like this, she says. And 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 how is Dean with all of that? As long as it's as, as it's a movie and he's not doing anything else, he's okay with it. He's okay. watched Moana, he's watched Frozen. He tries to talk her out of it, but it never works out. So you sound like you love being a dad in general. Um, and, and trust me, I've spoken to enough that I know that it, it's not for everybody. What is your favorite thing about being a dad? Like, what do you love the most about it? I think the, the quick, easy answer is the responsibility. You know, we're all dads. Any parent has a responsibility in their life. And your responsibility are these kids or your child. You're responsible for making this child grow up and, and, and pushing them out into the real world. And I, and I, I think I love the responsibility of it. I really do. So do you You think my kids, by the way, Platt, my kid's not an athlete. He plays the piano pretty decent. He's actually, he's really, he's better than I thought he would. He's been taking lessons for a year, but like my point is, is like you can ask other dads and they'll be like, Oh, I love watching little Jay play football or I love watching, you know, Michelle uh, play soccer or whatever it is. But for me, it's like, I just love the responsibility of sun up to sundown raising these kids love hearing that and do you think you know did you did you sense the same in your dad growing up like do you feel that (laughs) that you guys are similar in terms of how you parent you know talk a little bit about that no not at all not at all like you probably don't even know my dad that that well i do not but we went to high school together and okay so like my dad was an airline pilot growing up so he wasn't really around that much and when he was around, he was around too much. You know what I mean? Like he was at home all day. Um, he came from a tough cloth. He, uh, you know, his dad grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, you know, no excuses. Do you know? You, you don't have a learning disability. You're lazy. You know, shit like that. 
and and it was like, eh, I don't want to be like that. My dad had a very short fuse, no patience, and I definitely don't want to be like that. So, but on the flip side, my dad also was there for me. If I ever, you know, I mean, he also was like, hey, uh, you want to go to this college? You know, you got my full support. Um, you want this car? I'll help you pay for it. And by helping pay for it, he'll buy the whole thing, you know? So he was kind of like Jay from Modern Family, where he's like, how much money do I need to throw at this fire? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not really, dude. I'm and, and, like, you know, he, he couldn't teach. Like, he was a really good athlete, but he couldn't teach it. So he'd say, let's go hit tennis balls, and I would hate doing it because after playing for 10 minutes, he's firing balls at me. You know what I mean? And, this, and I'm not trying to make it, bring, bring it down. It's just because I know a lot of people listening probably have parents who are the same way. It's like they know how to do something, but they can't teach it, so they get frustrated with you. Well, then I bailed, well, and I wasn't interested. I didn't want to learn how to play baseball from him. I didn't want to learn how to play basketball from him. So I took up ice hockey because he didn't know anything about it. That's very interesting. I didn't even know that. And, and it just goes to show you, you know, you're talking about the generational gap in the difference of parenting. And I think it's very clear in terms of how people who are parents' age and older used to parent versus how parents are now in terms of being so much more involved, good, better, and different in their kids' lives and their schedules and what they do day in and day out. Uh, it sounds like you grew up more in that older generation, as did I and as did some of our listeners, but a lot of them are, are new dads now and they're doing things differently, which it sounds like you're kind of trying to take the best of both worlds from your dad. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I definitely am way more supportive than than he was but it's it's not that he wasn't supportive he just was like if you're not good at something don't waste your time doing it <laughs> and if you say that out loud it sounds ridiculous but when you think about it it's not bad he's like find something else baseball's not your thing you can't throw the ball you can't catch the ball in the outfield you know what i mean like find something else whereas now I, tell dean, now I tell dean and yeah okay it's like the uh the pow the powder puff parents or whatever Snowflake parents, you know, it's like, uh, oh, bud, good catch. Well, it went off his head. You know what I mean? You're like, almost, almost. And that's, I'm telling you, my son, like, if I went any other way, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't tell him, like, don't play football. You can't do it. I would never tell him that. It's, uh, I like that. So give us, as we wrap up here, give us some advice. For I'm just getting going. We're wrapping up. I know, but you know what? Our, our <laughs> listener base, we want to keep it short and sweet. All right. So give us give us kind of your overarching advice for new dads who are about to have a baby or have little ones now and they're in the thick of it. It, it goes fast. You know, uh, somebody told me the days are long, but the years are short and, and it couldn't be more true. You know, as a dad yourself, how fast it goes. But at the same time, when you're up because your child's not sleeping or your baby's teething or your potty training and you're trying to sit outside and have a beer with your friends and your wife's like, are you going to get the baby? The baby's awake from the nap, you know, and you're like, oh, do I have, you know, like, no, can you like cherish the moments, you guys really literally cherish the moments. And um, uh, I mean, you think that you're stuck in this hole and you're alone and it's dark. It is 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. and you're you're not getting any sleep. You got to get up and, you know in an hour and a half, you got to fight through that because it'll be gone before you know it. And when it's gone and like my son Dean, and you know this too, with your oldest daughter, 
uh, when they start doing things on their own, it's really weird, but really satisfying. And I mean, like when Dean can open and close the garage on his own, <laughs> something <laughs> as simple as that, or brings up the garbage cans. And, and, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't need to do this every Tuesday anymore. Like, like it's a, it's, it's small moments like that, that you gotta, you gotta take and be like, they're growing up. Oh my God. You know? So that's what I would say. I would say cherish every moment. You're not alone. And, um, and, and, and make sure you, you give them the opportunity to grow. Don't stunt their growth like my dad did. Well, Manny, this was awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. You're listening to Dishing with Dads. Everybody have a great week. Bye.